don't you love Jesus? Don't you love following Jesus? Whoa, that's a good message for today. Well, I think we'll get on to that shortly. Thank you, beautiful team. How amazing are you? Woo! And everyone else that makes this happen. Praise God. How incredible. Whoa, love that song. Go ahead and take your seat right now. I, I actually bring some greetings from our wonderful pastors who happen to be up at Tamworth right now. And uh, Krista and Ryan have had their beautiful son, Zeke. How exciting is that? <laughs> Pastor Jack was um, texting me last night and, you know, nothing about the incredible trip he's just had the United States in, um, you know, uh, Yuma and Phoenix, nothing about that. <laughs> All about Zeke Ryan Alderton. And he said, he's just left the hospital. Can you picture him, the staff coming up and saying, Sir, this is the third time we've asked. Waiting hours are long over. Can you please leave? And he's, you know, I can just picture him. I know what he'd be like. But, you know, don't tell him I said that. But how exciting. Aren't you happy for him? And for Chris and Ryan, it's awesome. I really want to, uh, particularly, it's already been welcome, but the people watching online today and uh, listening to podcasts and driving your car and whatever else, because it struck me this week, um, you know, when I was a little boy, my dad's church, Lutheran church, in Japarit, in the, the Wimra Mallee, long way away from here, little boy, don't remember a lot about church, it was a traditional service, bit of Sunday school, I'd always remember after the service, and uh, you know, they'd all be talking, talking, we all want to go home, yeah, my family know what that's like now too, I must say, but uh, at that time, um, could you possibly comprehend that uh, you could be watching church live on your television at home? <laughs> it's impossible. You wouldn't, you know. Or, or um, I think I brought one here. Yes. Or you could whack a, some wireless earbuds on your mobile phone walk around the live river and listen to the service. <laughs> Can you comprehend how impossible that was? <laughs> Unless you're like on the Jetsons cartoon or some very young and very enlightened Steve Jobs kind of character, you know, but, uh, but how, how impossible, and yet it's real today. Now here's a thought, here's a thought. All across this building and far beyond are even greater impossibilities that are very real, not in technology, but in humanity, in human lives. Powerful testimonies of life transformation, miraculous overcoming, and much more. Now, a lot of it's midstream, you know, could be currently very challenging where you are right now. I realise that. There's with eternal outcomes. Wow. You know, let me tell you, this little kid from Japarit, he's one of those. He's one of those. Who would know what God is up to in our midst? Living, the living God moving in our midst, particularly for those willing to have the courage to trust him because you know he's up to something. You know, Habakkuk, the Lord said in um, chapter 1, verse 5, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe 
even if you were told. Now, there was a context to that. The Babylonians and everything. And there's a context today in our world and even in our lives. Uh, Something you would not believe. Unbelievable. That's what he does. I believe it's a word for our time and for people listening to this. The Apostle Paul wrote in um, his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This very power is at work today. And all kinds of cultures and societies, age groups, demographics, all over the earth. And it's active here today. For anyone who would have the courage to follow Jesus Christ. Uh, This is the gospel. And it can transform the most unlikely of us. Changing our worlds and then changing others' worlds. That's the, if you wanted a title on today's message, it's courage to follow changes us and and others. You know, if we have simple childlike faith, um, courage to believe what Jesus says and act on it, nothing is impossible. We may not believe it, but that's what the Bible says. I say childlike courage. I'm not talking about some great adult or man's courage because it's not about trusting in yourself and your own strength. It's all about trusting him and following him. In Matthew 4, Jesus, verse 18, Jesus, as Jesus was walking along beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. You just know something's going to happen in those guys' lives. When we have the courage to follow Christ and keep following him, look out. It's it's rarely easy or smooth or uncomplicated, (laughs) but it happens as we keep following him. It's a universal thing with the call of Jesus Christ. I picture these blokes in the midst of everything else going on, sensing, you know what, because they had met him before. It wasn't just some random thing. He rocks up, hey, you guys, follow me. We know from the other gospel accounts they had met before and engaged. There's a history there. But um, sensing there was something to this thing with Jesus, you know. Do you remember first sensing that on your journey? You know, how to describe that. Beginning to understand. I think there's a purpose in this. There's a a destiny, that there's something there. Or perhaps you're right at that point in your life right now. They followed him and Jesus changed them. And then he changed others through them. There's a whole twofold thing going on when we follow Jesus. In John's Gospel, Jesus says, you might have heard of this verse before, in chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son... We heard brilliantly this morning from Reg that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
believe in him, have eternal life. Personal transformation. Awesome. And it does not stop there. There are many, many examples we use just from John, but I'll just pick this one out. John 14. Again, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, here we go again, God, give us the courage to believe in you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. Now suddenly it's beyond just ourself. That's all Jesus just lived for others. Uh, because I'm going to the Father. So believe in me and do the works. That's others. So following Jesus changes us, changes others. According to that power that is at work within us, immeasurably more than what we can ask or imagine. We heard before. You know, in 1976, I stole $35 from a teacher. Mrs. Binns, my year one teacher. I looked it up the other day with Indigo. It's $200 today. I was sharing this story with the PCS staff recently and I just noticed they sort of put their handbags to them. But anyway. um, And uh, so began a life of theft in my life. The next year, I was seven years old, I stole Mr. Penny, Mr. Ray Penny from his unlocked Sigma car, his packet of Alpine cigarettes, cigarette lighter, and they're one of those little portable ashtrays. And that's when I started smoking. I testify. I look at these cute little seven-year-old cherubs around this place and I think, how's it even possible? You know, don't trust them. Don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> High school years, very interesting. Recently, Dylan brought back a, a report card, a year seven report card from the family farm. Let me tell you, that was funny, but, but quite sad. Disruptive, um, you know, uh, distract, just, just, you know. I changed uh, high schools after three years and then quit year 11. Began an apprenticeship, uh, which meant block release apprenticeship training down in Melbourne at Sunshine Tafe, where I met my new classmates who dealt in stolen car stereos and bags of drugs. I failed trade school, never got qualified. Pretty much the only thing I had going for me at that stage in my life is I'd gotten engaged to the prettiest girl from the Hopeton district, Delwyn Cara. Yeah, pretty much that. Pretty much my outstanding achievement at that stage of my life. <laughs> but was otherwise stuck in a rut. A cannabis addicted, increasingly anti-religious and totally self-consumed lifestyle. And yet here I am today Sharing the word at Imagination's church. Crikey. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) And my name, as far as I know and believe, is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's eternal. That's life transformation right there. That's unbelievable. That's what that is. Unbelievable. Because I, like many here, made a courageous call to follow Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. That was the year we turned 21. This is a big year for us. Got saved. Actually, we started that year. We both turned 21 at the start of that year, and we celebrated with a joint hippie party and uh, at her parents' farm. And, oh, my gosh, people were stealing fuel from cars, and there was so much illegal stuff there was at her parents' farm. But anyway, they let us go on because that year, just after that's when we got saved. We got baptised, and we got married. 
personally transformed. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Somehow on this journey of following him, I ended up serving with Westcare here in Penrith. (laughs) And today, I think it's true to say I am known by many in our city, council, business community, government ministers, schools, the health sector, clubs and many other circles as the Christian bloke who helps people. Isn't that interesting? How did that happen? I can't believe the things I have somehow ended up being involved in. People call me. You know, they um, ring ring from the office and say, Andrew, we're we're looking out in the office across the road and there's a girl, a lady climbing into the the big bins. They're ringing me. I think, well, why don't you go out and see if she's hungry, you know? (laughs) Anyway, you know, homeless people, especially in cars. We just had one what, three, two or three Sundays ago, my friend rings me on a Sunday afternoon and says, mate, just driving around in Korean Avenue, there's a guy there, uh, he's homeless, he's got a dog, he's got some kind of tent set up and he's got a black Mercedes. I said, oh, okay. So after church that night, Dylan and I went down and met him and he's a character, whole story. And Brian and I had a lot to do with him. You know what, you helped him on his journey, it's the whole story in itself. It's, these guys in cars, there's a whole, whole heap of stories. Um, one night late, I'm getting a phone call from a guy from the bar of a pub late night during the week and he says mate there's a guy here we saw him outside he's got a newborn baby and he's been kicked out of home in a domestic violence incident what and uh so we we met him and uh you know i was able to negotiate and see what the story was and you know work through some things there our 1000 safe sleeps units we talk about this all day we've just had she's just moved out a 19 year old girl with an 18 month year old Full-term pregnant with shocking domestic violence, fled. And uh, she had the baby just before she moved out of our units. That's the first baby we've had born in our domestic violence. We've had a few newborns. And Margaret and I think we should be the godparents of that little baby. <laughs> and it is a boy. I, didn't, I haven't heard the name yet, but yeah, I don't know. But anyway, just saying. But, uh, and then there's all you know, I could go on and on and on. But, but you know, the, our whole suicide prevention stuff just blowing my brain. You know, a couple of weeks ago, the widow and three or four friends of a, of a well-known businessman who took his life here three years ago invited me to come along for a graveside remembrance and just honour him because he was going to turn 60 on that day. And uh, two or three days later, we launched our next batch of mental health first aid training. And I looked around that room. This is the full first aid certificate. And the stories being shared, I mean, um, the guy who had lost his son, he was saying, mate, it, literally he was saying, only I knew this then. And the um, two or three of them, that unsuccessful suicide, been hospitalised, all kinds of stuff, doing well today. And I think, what is going on here? I rave on there for a while, but uh, in no way am I claiming... And there's other things, actually, I've got to mention that one. We just, we just looked after our first rabbits. <laughs> we, we, um, a few years ago, the council came to me and she said, she said what, what, what do you think could be done about pets and domestic violence in Penrith? It's a real problem. Because what happens is you've got the case workers, you know, she's getting, men receive domestic violence too, by the way. Uh, women's getting the heck smashed out of her and it's all scary as kids and go, okay, let's go. And they're organising the escape and okay, whether it's in our units or other units, but they've got pets. No refuge in Penrith holds pets. There's an RSPCA program, it's complicated, it's a unit somewhere and half-time doesn't work. 
Anyway, from that, I spoke to a vet, got an idea, got a friend to fund it for a couple of years. Few things, guess what? The Whiskey Happy Pets program was launched. And we just had our first two rabbits, so how about that? Anyway, just raving. Now, in no way am I claiming credit for one of these things. Please, please hear that. There's many other people involved, and there's a much bigger picture in the background. To be honest, I am totally overrated anyway. That's the truth. My wife could testify for hours that I'm far from perfect. And then, the, then she tagged the Holy Spirit, and he'd get up, and that would, no, let's stop that. But he sees us through the cross as a righteousness of Christ because we follow Jesus Christ. That's impossible, isn't it? But it's true. But the fact that I'm even engaged in the field of play to help other people is a miracle. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, John, Jesus, in John 7, 38, Jesus said, this is from the Amplified Bible, he who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts and relies on me, I think we could just scrub all that out and just say, he who follows me. That's what we're talking about there. He who believes in me adheres to, trusts in and relies on me. As the scripture has said, from his innermost being will continually flow rivers of living water. This, my lived experience these past 30 years has been when we courageously follow Jesus Christ our Lord, things change. And he uses us to affect other people. That is his plan for following him. Make no mistake about it. Certainly been my experience in over 20 years at this church. It might take a while and be very challenging at times. Some people can't relate to this kind of message because you've got so many things going on right now. You can't see the forest for the trees. But let me tell you, when we submit our life, he engages his purpose in us at another level. And he, he's doing stuff. Proverbs 21 Linking back to the, the streams of living water, the king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. It's a great thought, that one. You know, by the way, how do you change the direction of a stream or a river? Good question. Normally, it either takes a very long time. So if you got saved yesterday and you're not you know, healing the dead and whatever today, that's okay. Take a while, you know. Um, or there's extreme circumstances like an earthquake. Anyone got earthquakes going on in here? Well, just open up your eyes and look because these might be very purposeful times as you look to the Lord during your most challenging times. You'd be amazed what he can do. Almost every apostle in the New Testament say crazy stuff like, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when all these things happen to you and trials and tribulations. Are they fatalistic psychos? No, they've just walked the long path of following Jesus. And in this fallen, cursed world with enemies and all kinds of things going on, God works all things together for good. For those who love him are called according to his purpose. They get that. So keep that in mind as you're traveling on your life journey, trying to understand what is going on or where are you, God? You know, everywhere I look in this auditorium, I actually see God's life-changing power at work in people's lives. Like, I know you. <laughs> I know what, wow, what God is doing, has done and is doing in your lives. And often the most powerful stuff comes out of our most challenging times. There's different callings, there's different seasons, you know, uh, but the same God works all in all. For some of you, it's taking your very, you know, like every last drop of your courage just to keep things together and hold on and keep going. It could be kids, marriage, stuff. It's just the season you're in. 
I know that would be some of you. I just encourage you this morning, put your courage on and keep following Jesus through this time. Or for others, there's the diagnosis. Aren't these the days of the diagnosis? Everyone's trying to diagnose me with stuff all the time. But, uh, you know, but there's a di- days of diagnosis. Even now, you know, diagnosis. Or the delay, the delays, the delays. Or um, the unplanned change of plans. All these things. Believe me, it happens. Be encouraged today. Be encouraged. He will have a way through it. And no doubt, somehow work it together for good. So just don't go your own way. Stay following him. You might have a great desire or burden to support missions or justice projects, but you just can't do it to that level yet. I speak to some of you about these things. You know, or you, or you hear stories like this and you just want to be used. Well, just start where you are, you know. Keep your courage on and get with the program that God's laying before you now. And talk to people. Talk to your leader. Talk to their leader. Talk to the, um, get, get them to, someone to introduce you to people who are down that journey, who have been following Lord and follow, follow from, from there. Um, or maybe you're just going on from strength to strength on your life faith trip right now, man, and it's really rocking it. Well, you go for it. You just keep following Jesus. Or maybe you pretty well know that you're not really where you should be right now. Or you're at a place where you can hear that knocking at the door of your heart. It'll be Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, it's what he does. It's time to get real and get serious and start to follow him. Simple as that. Courage to believe, courage to trust and courage to follow. You know the mission statement of our church? Why we exist? You can read it on the side and different places. We exist to turn non-believers into totally committed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So somewhere in this zoo, in this, this thing that is an incredible church, there will be something to help you become that follower. One great step is to pop into that next steps lounge out there. Let me tell you that and talk to your leaders and other leaders. I think we're, well, we are in a season right now this year, it's our theme, where God is stirring up fearless courage culture. What's the greatest thing you can do with your courage? Let me tell you, it's to follow Jesus more and more and more. Talk to someone, seek prayer, wherever you're at. This is a day when he is saying, come and follow me. We'll get the team up. And uh, I'll just close in a word of prayer I'll hand over. But uh, I'm telling you now, do you feel that? Does anyone here bear witness that Jesus may just be stirring, calling? You know, um, uh, even when I often look back and think, what happened during that crazy particular season in our life? And all these people come out of the woodwork later, some we knew, like my dad, who've been praying for us. Here's my dad driving his tractor around the farm, praying for this just lost, dark, sort of social deviant son. Um, But then all these other people, I didn't even know, but they knew people we knew, we knew the house we lived in, and they all come out of the woodwork. And they said, we've been praying for you. It's like, what? You know? So never forget, you know someone in your life, in your home, and you know God, you just lift them up because they're the kinds of prayers that gets his attention. It's God's attention for him to follow. But, uh, but we just thank you. 
Thank you, Lord, that you called us to follow you. It just has changed everything. Oh, there's eternity there now. There's life with you. And this is eternal life, you said, to know God and Jesus who you sent. Thank you, Lord. I know, Lord, you call us for a purpose. You are looking for people to live your life through, to help and to draw them to that risen Son of God. We ask you, Lord, let us hear you calling us to follow you. Holy Spirit, stir that courage from the depths of our being as only you can. That gift of faith, that God, oh, that gift, that, that grace says, I will follow you, Lord. And together we go on an unbelievable adventure of a lifetime throughout the halls of eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.